Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lunch Pale Guys podcast. It is our 163rd week this week. Um, today, we are talking about some NFL football exclusively, but before we do that, let's go through, as always, some news that we missed. Uh, the biggest news probably is the college football news of the world. Georgia not only won against TCU, they absolutely slaughtered them. Uh, they set a number of records, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a few, but I wrote some down. They had the biggest point differential in the title game, biggest point differential in a bowl game, most points scored in a title game, most consecutive points scored in a title game. Stetson Bennett became the first person in a title game to score two rushing and passing touchdowns uh, in a BCS era or later anyway. Um, and then there are some other ones that they tied. Good for Georgia. <laughs> Good for Georgia. <laughs> Yeah, we're happy for them, I guess. I don't know if I am. But uh, they took Notre Dame. TCU took Notre Dame off the hook for the most embarrassing championship game loss of the <laughs> modern era. So that's modern. good. 2012 is a different, that's a different era at this point. That's okay. <laughs> well, no, we want, it, we want it to be the same era, era so it's no longer that's the most true. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, like, how like many bowl games have there been ever? Like, there are, like, 40 a year, right? Like, 35 to 40 bowl games a year or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And this is the and worst is the bowl game ever. It's crazy. It's like, I, I didn't believe that stat exactly. on post today. Right. I, but <laughs> allegedly, it's true. According, and I trust ESPN, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a bit bad for Ohio State, actually. It might be might be taboo <laughs> as a Notre Dame fan to say that, but. They'd be, a cha- yeah. they'd be champions right now. Yeah, they they would absolutely, absolutely be champions be, right now yeah, if they had made that field goal. Yeah, a lot of <sighs> they didn't even deserve to be there, Wyatt. Let's get over it. Come on. <laughs> TCU lost too. Yeah, neither of them had a championship game. Yeah, at, how is yeah, Ohio, Ohio State's, State's conference championship game? game. Yeah, they, they don't hang the banners for appearances. Point, what? <laughs> we need the thirteenth data point. You got it. Never mind when it applies to Notre Dame, though. Um, in the NFL world, there's a lot of news. Um, in the coaching circles, first of all, there's some stuff. Sean McVay of the Rams might be on his way out after a very disappointing season this year. Um, I, for one, would be surprised to see that, but that's what What's the up people with are that? saying. I don't understand. I don't know why. All, I mean, yeah, I know it feels I mean, really random for this to come up all of a sudden. And that last year there was some speculation that he may go, but I think that that was more because. A lot of the programs were looking to tick up their viewership by getting these big names. This year, it just kind of feels random that Sean McVay all of a sudden is no longer interested in coaching football when he's not that much older than he was last year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like him wanting to be done. Um, somebody who doesn't want to be done but wants to be back in the game is Sean Payton. Apparently, he has agreed to have an interview with the Broncos. But the Saints have ownership rights, so they are asking for a first-round pick right now to let go of him. But whatever team gets him is going to be delighted, I'm sure. 
Um, Joe Mixon had a funny coin flip celebration in their last game against the Ravens because of the weird NFL decision saying that if the Ravens won and they were playing the Bengals in the first round, home field would be decided by a coin flip. <laughs> that was pretty uh, uh-huh. interesting. Fortunately for the Bengals, they won, so it didn't matter. But that was a fun celebration by Joe Mixon. Um, the other team affected by the DeMar Hamlin stuff was the Bills. And in their next game after that, they took two kick returns for a touchdown, one of which was the opener. So uh, you could say emotions were high. And now on top of that, DeMar Hamlin is out of the hospital. So I'm sure everybody in the Bills organization is feeling really good going into the playoffs now. It's a cool story for sure. I wanted to shout out Trevor Lawrence and the Jags because we talked about 2021 quarterbacks a few weeks ago, and I said Justin Fields was better than him, but at the end of this season, I I can no longer say that in good faith. (laughs) Justin Fields ended the season on an eight-game losing streak, and meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags won out and somehow made the playoffs. So, And also, just like individually, Trevor Lawrence looked really good. (laughs) So, shout out. Justin Fields... Like, his completion percentage was 33% against the Lions January 1st. Like, that's that's his stat lines. He always throws up, like, a 4 for 13 day or something crazy like that. But he rushed for 200 yeah. yards, so it doesn't matter. He's, you know, he's literally the most efficient yeah. rusher in the league. Like, on a yards per carry base. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, I get that he needs to improve as a passer. <laughs> he has to improve as a passer a little bit, but um, I think it's a system issue. A I lot think of it's it. a weapons issue. Watch the tape. There's no separation amongst any wide receiver in that room. Fine. Um, oh, yeah. A crazy thing. Mike Tomlin in 16 seasons of coaching has still never had a losing season. They started 2-6 yeah, and six this year, and they still didn't have a losing season. Good for Mike Tomlin, honestly. Apparently, yeah, there are Steelers fans who want to fire him. Yeah. Bad for who? Aiden. Right? Isn't like two <laughs> years ago? He's, didn't like two yeah. years ago? Oh, he yeah. So they'd have a losing season. And they are still waiting on it. For, oh, God. No, you're right. <laughs> and they started off like, yeah, they started off super poorly, too. I thought it was going to, I thought he was going to be right this year. I'm honestly yep. shocked right now <laughs> hearing this news because I was not paying attention at all and assumed that the Steelers had a losing record. So, anyway. Nope, 9-8, <laughs> and eight, just barely. Oh, you know what this reminded me, actually? the Tom Brady sat for the second half of the Falcons game or whatever, right? They lost. It was his yeah. first season in his career where he had a losing record. That blew my mind. What? Wow. 23 years as a quarterback. Still made the playoffs. And then last but not least, Lucas, congratulations. He won the Lunch Pill guys. Fantasy Football League this year. Awful format. Terrible, <laughs> terribly ran. <laughs> terribly ran. No one to blame but yourself there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will take my gold medal. We will, medals we will never the run the two-week <laughs> format ever again. It makes more sense. But I don't want to get into an argument yeah. about this. Did we have money yes. on that, by the way? Like, no. Do we own no. Oh, no. Okay, no, cool. Okay. Uh-huh. Good to know. <laughs> uh, but, and, I mean, Jared came in fourth, too. So that's Jared made the playoffs. Good yeah. for him. My team Came just kind of stunk it up year. in week 17. Yeah, we were on Yahoo Fantasy, though. That that one was so much harder to manage, manage than the ESPN. The ESPN. Yeah, the ESPN's ESPN way better. We're not sponsored. But yes, though. no, I still need to do my lemonade. <laughs> Who lost this year? I not forgot about Yeah, wait. It. Who did lose this year? Uh, hold on, I'll pull <laughs> That's a good question. Things. Oh, uh, you did, Bart. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> for those listeners who care, I finished first, Wyatt second, Ingrid third, Jared fourth, Vinny fifth, Alejandro sixth, Brian seven, my dad eight, Aiden nine, yes. and Bart yes. ten. Jared, we can, we job, can do a co-lemonade <laughs> stand. Honestly, this is great. Like, I live in the Pacific Northwest. Both Bart and Jared do. I can go to their lemonade stand. This is, I don't know <laughs> where you're going to set it up. You you know, Spokane, I like, <laughs> Bellingham. I-5. Somewhere on I-5. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, let's talk about the playoffs that actually matter. That's the real NFL playoffs. The regular <laughs> season is over. So no, this week, we're not just going to power rank 10 teams. We're going to power rank all 14 playoff teams. Aiden, kick us off. So I'm going to go with the team that we talked about a bit in the opening, the Bills at one. I think there are a couple teams that could lay claim to this. Um, I'm going with the Bills. On the November 15th episode of this podcast, loyal listeners will know that there were those that doubted that the Bills were serious contenders after a loss to the Vikes, and the Bills responded by winning seven straight. And a lot of the other teams in the discussion for this one spot feel like are heading into the playoffs with a little less momentum. You know, the Chiefs have the first round bye. They've also been hot, but they did lose to the Bengals a month ago, a team that also has a case for number one. Uh, and the Chiefs have also kind of squeaked by some wins in the last month against subpar teams, notably twice against the Broncos. It took overtime to beat the Texans. Uh, and the Bills beat them earlier in the season, so I have the Bills ahead of them. And the 49ers, meanwhile, have won 10 straight, many in convincing fashion. But they didn't really beat a truly great team during that streak. Uh, so I'm going with the Bills at one. Nice. Uh, I have number two. The Bills are my first-ranked team. And my second-ranked team is the Cincinnati Bengals. I get that everybody wants to crown the Chiefs as the kings of the AFC and everything, but the head-to-head has to matter at some point. The Bengals and Joe Burrow have beat the Chiefs earlier in the year like three times in a row now, and that just ha- it just has to matter at some point. I understand how good the Chiefs are, but the Bengals, as you said, Aiden, are riding an eight-game winning streak, I believe, going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're also really hot. Like you said, the 49ers um, maybe didn't beat like the best teams, and they also... I'm gonna give the edge to Joe Burrow over Brock Purdy if I'm gonna have to if I'm gonna have them playing in the game. I'd rather have Joe Burrow, obviously. You heard it from him that his, his the Super Bowl windows his entire career. So um, I think their Super Bowl windows is very that? open. He did, he did say, say that. that. They yeah, were like, "What do you think your guys' that. window is?" And he was like, "My my entire career." So I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's ice cold. Confidence. Yeah, he's very confident. But yeah, I'm going Bengals here too. Wide at three. I'm going to go with the most disrespected team on this podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs, who we <laughs> swear are not real until they go out and do something amazing. Number one seed in the AFC, probably the best division in football. Number one in points per, allowed, or points per game. Number one in yards per game. Number one in passing touchdowns per game. Number one in first downs per game. Um, number one of percentage of scoring drives. Probably the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. I didn't think that they were going to be disrespected yet again going into the playoffs, knowing that the pedigree of this team now that they have a two-time MVP on their team now um, and a, a Super Bowl champion. So I didn't think this was going to happen. I, I had no notes prepared. I had to look that up right here on the fly. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to the third. Which team came out of the AFC last year again? Yeah, did they, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they I, I like the, the Bengals. I'm not, I'm not, oh. look, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think the did Bengals have the don't Chiefs have a th- shot. At three, Wyatt, or did you have them higher? One. Oh, you're the one. One. I had them at three. That's yeah, at one. Three. <sighs> I had it has gone to well. form for my big board now. At this point. Yeah. So, Wyatt. 
<laughs> Why you you gave out all the stats about like first downs and all this crap? The Bills are num are uh in the top two on both uh points scored per game and points allowed per game. I mean, they literally do everything well mm-hmm. well right now. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, everybody was saying Josh Allen has an interception problem. He's only thrown one more interception than Mahomes and Burrow have. It, it's pretty overblown. Bart, you you uh. But yeah, in which region of the field? The red zone. He's he's gotten a lot better too. So. Well, <laughs> he's gotten better. I don't know if I would use the word a lot. I made a book it a few weeks ago, and since then he's thrown two red zone interceptions and another one on the twenty-eight yard line. So. If they lose a game in the playoffs, I am willing to bet it's going to be because he throws a stupid interception. Anyways, speaking of which teams we all had at number one, I'll pick my team that I had at number one here at four, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. I am once again surprised that this has happened because last time we did power rankings, the same exact thing happened. They fell to me. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like some people would take the Niners here. I don't see how you could possibly think the Eagles are better than the Niners, at least when healthy. And guess what? The Eagles are going to be healthy because Jalen Hurts came back. They won, and they locked up the one seed. Um, they're still they're one of two teams, two teams in the league. That's top five offensively and defensively in EPA. I think that's significant. I think that they'll get – who are they going to get back? Lane Johnson should be healthier. Jalen Hurts should be 100%. Uh, defensive end, Josh Sweat will be back as well. Um, and then, like, depending on how long they go in the playoffs, they'll have um, one of their cornerbacks, whose name I'm forgetting right now, should be back as well. But anyway, I just think when this team is healthy, they still have demonstrated this season that they're arguably the most well-rounded team in the NFL. So I'll take the Eagles at four. Lucas, who do you have at five? Uh, yeah, my big board has continued to go exactly as how I laid it out. And so at five, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it has been alluded to in the form of the pot before on this episode of the podcast. They have won 10 straight. I think that has nothing to sneeze at. Yes, they've beaten no, I'd say truly great teams, but they've beaten playoff teams in that run. They beat the Buccaneers, they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Seahawks, and the Chargers, right? That's all the, the playoff teams they've beaten in the run since they lost to the Chiefs back in October. They still have the best scoring defense in the NFL, and Brock Purdy is doing what they need him to do. So I think for all those reasons, I mean, they're worthy of top five, and we'll keep them there. One thing I saw that I think is worth noting about the 49ers is that they had the easiest schedule in the league this year. Nobody ever talks about mm-hmm. that. I oh, think yeah. they are slightly overrated for that reason. Mm-hmm. I do as well. Aiden, back to you. Yeah, so number six, I'm taking the Jags. Realize this is a little high for them, but... They were also six for me. Hey, I, okay, I support that you. pick. Like, part of this is that <clears throat> after the top five, there's no one that I view as scary. You know, like, I would have said the Cowboys, but they had a truly pathetic showing on Sunday against the Commanders. And neither the Chargers or Vikes I see as, like, real. They're too inconsistent to really scare me. Um, And so much of playoff success, I feel like, is coming around at the right time. This is happening to the Jags. They finished the season on a five-game winning streak. Since their bye week, week 11, they've beaten the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Titans twice, and the Jets, teams that are either in the playoffs or were fairly close to making it. And even more encouraging, like a truly good team, they dominated for example the texans when they played them a week ago winning 31 to 3 you know the chiefs for comparison were taken to ot by the texans um trevor lawrence has 15 tds and two interceptions the second half of the season i feel like he is at least you know controlling the ball and a competent quarterback you know they play a winnable game against the chargers and they seem like the most likely dark horse candidate for making a run here well i do not agree with the Jags in front of the Cowboys, but I will pick the Cowboys here. There's only one spot. 
I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. I do agree with you, though, that I, in my opinion, everybody after the 49ers is not a true Super Bowl contender, and I would be shocked if anybody after them won the Super Bowl. It almost, I almost could say it would feel a little fluky if somebody outside of those top five teams won. But um, they're not a Super Bowl contender, but I do think they're at least the seventh best team in the playoffs. Dak was horrendous against the Commanders, but I don't know. It's like it's a week. 18 game, like weird stuff happens in those games. Um, commanders all of a sudden just kind of came there to play. And you get some, there's been a lot of like kind of rookie magic or like first mm-hmm. first game with a new team magic this year. It, it was just kind of a weird game. They they have a pretty good matchup, I think, against the Bucks. Like they're one of the least scary teams, in my opinion, left in the, mm-hmm. the playoffs. So I like their chances there. They demolish teams like the Vikings um, that are also could be considered... <laughs> Could be, could be considered for this spot um, and played well against the Giants, too. So I will put the Cowboys here at seven. Okay. <laughs> Can I be honest? I'm going to pick the Giants. <laughs> look, Bart, I know that this might make your blood boil here a little bit. Out yeah, of all the remaining teams I have left, I think the Giants are most likely to win their matchup this weekend. What is happening? Um, so I... I <laughs> With the Vikings, obviously, we know their defense is terrible. With the Chargers, I don't like their coach. With the Ravens, I don't like their offense. With the Seahawks, I don't like their defense. With the Dolphins, I don't like their quarterback situation. And with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we know that their offense is also terrible. Right now, the Giants, <clears throat> they rested all of their starters, and they're going to get two key guys back coming this weekend. Adore Jackson will be back. Xavier McKinney will be back. Uh, they dominate time in possession. They are 10th in the league behind um, only the Chargers who really has uh, more time of possession so far uh, out of the remaining teams. But I know that they're like kind of weak in a sense. Right now I think coaching is going to come through in the playoffs, and out of all of the teams here remaining, I like Dable the most, and I think that they're going to win their matchup against uh, the Vikings. <laughs> little little uh, mini bucket here for you. Wow. Well – as the person picking next, I can present my counterpoint immediately. <laughs> and that's guess who won the time they played earlier yeah. this season? <laughs> the Vikes did. So I don't really understand that pick. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> homers will be homers. <laughs> and as a, as a Vikings homer, I'm going to take the Vikes here, I guess. Um, listen, th- first of all, I think it's funny. I feel like you guys like almost let this happen. I- I've picked the Vikes, I think, in four or five of our power rankings. I don't know why this keeps happening. I'm so <laughs> bored of talking homers. about them. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it just, they always fall to a spot where I'm like, they can't possibly fall further. It's not fair. <laughs> but yeah, the Vikings had a really good record despite that. They have some glaring flaws. We know what their offense is. Like Kirk had a really solid year this year. Jeff- Justin Jefferson was arguably the best receiver in the NFL this year. There were some pushes for him late in the season to even be considered for MVP. Obviously not going to happen, but obviously the defense, I've talked about it before, the defense, especially the pass defense, is a whole, and if they lose a playoff game, it's going to be because they gave up like 40 points. With that being said, (laughs) I don't think it's going to be against the Giants in this first round. So, yeah, I'm a little bit upset why, but it's fine. I get it. Did you have them one have a negative point differential to end the season, (laughs) despite going 13-4. and It's kind of like one of the more spectacular things that have happened in the league. Negative sure. three at the moment. But they they did oh. beat the Giants. I'm, I like I agree with Bart on By three. I, what but it's not like at but, the end of the season. But it's not like they blew anybody out. Yeah, it's not, this isn't the college. But they're playing the Giants. Look at the <laughs> and we do the standings. This this is a power rankings of who I think is the best teams. I think the Giants will win, and they and the Vikings at least proof of my put in right now is that the negative three point differential. 
Fair enough. I think I would have the Vikings next on the list, but you know. Yeah, but I think I'm crazy. Uh, so they're ninth on the lunch pail guys power rankings. Where did you have them? The Vikings. Right now. Like on your own. Oh, list, you mean in you my know? own? I had yeah. them at seven. Interesting. I had them at. Nine. I don't know. They got blown out by like three of the best teams they played, so it, it doesn't look good for them. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> I have no I agree, though, that they, I have them in front of the Giants as well, though. So, yeah. Lucas, what do you have at 10? Well, I want to comment two things. First, my power rankings are perfect through 10. Oh, my god! In terms of my own picks wow. and our picks. That's fun. Also, speaking of negative point differential, I looked this up, too. I won the Fantasy Football League with a negative point differential. So, I have some sympathy <laughs> for the Vikings. Oh, my god! <laughs> How that happens, I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> Speaking of 10 and saying perfect, I'm going to go with the Chargers at 10. Now we're getting into the range of teams where it's like, okay, 1 through 5, I think, are like the title contenders. 6, 7, 8, 9 are like dark horses. Like, I don't think they're going to win, but they have a shot. 10 through 14 are the teams that I think pretty much have no shot to win it. The Chargers are fine. They went on like a nice little run towards the end of the season. But they didn't beat a ton of great teams in that run either. They beat the Titans, who are fine. They beat the Dolphins, who are... Fine, but again, we haven't ranked them in our playoff power rankings yet, so that clearly indicates what we all think of them at this point. They've got a good offense, but the defense has struggled. Plus, Mike Williams might be hurt for the playoff game as well. I really question Brendan Steele's decision-making and like playing people in that game in which there was no impact on seeding whatsoever. And so like with all that considered, like I just I'm not super convinced the Chargers are really going to make any noise. In the playoffs, especially when they have, you know, a bottom half defense in terms of scoring. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll put the Chargers at 10. Mm-hmm. It's funny with Sean Payton being, like, on the market, how many coaches that have made the playoffs, or at least two coaches that have made the playoffs, are still, like, they might not be secure with, like, Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. and Brandon Staley. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, put some pressure on. <laughs> yeah, I also heard sure. Mike McDaniel was potential or i think it might have been if he didn't that'd be a dolphins move to get yeah exactly it was like Uh are you serious oh but anyway um i'd believe it for the Dolphins. exactly yeah Yeah, that that 100 (laughs) checks out for them um at 11 i think i've got the ravens i'm with lucas that none of these teams i feel like are are real contenders I, i think the ravens if lamar jackson is back which seems a little bit up in the air still at this point um and he is actually playing at you know at least near normal performance. The Ravens are, you know, a scarier bottom five team than at least the others are. Uh, so I think that's all they have to hang their hat on. Uh, the The Ravens did beat the Bengals with a healthy Lamar Jackson. Um, but but yeah, I'm kind of stretching here. Did, did anyone see the video? I saw a video on Twitter of John Harbaugh getting asked like in subsequent weeks about Lamar Jackson and he starts super enthusiastic yeah. and he just slowly grows more and more <laughs> miserable. It doesn't it seems like he might not even be back now, right? <laughs> it's crazy. I think he might be back for the Sunday. At least I saw a headline that said he was. But Oh really? Yeah. I've, oh. Everything I've seen has been like very on the fence. So I don't I don't know. Oh, it, he told people he thinks he'll be back. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's still unclear it seems like. Yeah. Jared, who you got at 12? Yeah, twelve. I think I'm gonna go to the Bucks here. Um, over the over the Seahawks basically was the only other op- was the only other options that I would consider here. 
the Bucks have like limped into the playoffs, but I think I've just been slightly better. They have Tom Brady, so who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs when you have Brady as opposed to Geno Smith, who didn't really keep up as hot of a streak as he was at the start of the season. Um, and they, the Bucks at least have a really good, de- solid defense. So they do something really well. And I think I will reward them with the 12th spot here in the power ranking. For reward. <laughs> well, reward. at 13, um, without Tua, the Dolphins are pretty much dead in the water. It's it's pretty clear that Skylar Thompson uh, is not a good quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater, at least, although we think he's a good backup, I don't know if he's completed a game yet, at least as far as what I remember. It seems though he goes out with an injury on a regular basis as well. So I can't really lean on the Dolphins here. I am going to go with the Seahawks just because I at least like their game plan and their plethora of weapons. The Dolphins are talented, so obviously too, uh, Tyreek and Jalen Walter are a good wide receiver duo, but Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are very talented. Kenneth Murray, or Kenneth Walker, excuse me, is a very talented running back as well. Geno Smith is going to be the better quarterback between those guys, and their O-line at least has been playing at a decent level. Their defense is awful. So I don't expect them to go out there and do anything fun against the 49ers. But at the very least, they might kind of make it interesting or have a couple of big plays that might switch some momentum around and get people excited about it at the very at least. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to do that this Sunday, at least if Tua's not playing. Yeah. Well, to, to round us out, I get Mr. Irrelevant, the Dolphins, I guess. <laughs> and I agree with you, Wyatt, but one thing I noticed that even in the – Last four games that Tua did play, they lost all four of those games. So they're dead in the water without him. They might even be dead in the water with him. And I know the game against the Bills is a divisional matchup, so some people will say, like, ah, anything might happen. They're probably just going to get absolutely smacked, especially with the emotional momentum that the Bills have right now. Yeah, not really too much else to say here. Real quick, Lucas, did we continue to match up? Or how did we get It was perfect except for the Ravens and Bucks flipped. I had the Bucks at eleven and Ravens at twelve. But oh, that. that's pretty good. Lucas has the pulse of the pod. Is everyone else write out their total power rankings? Uh, I, do, yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm shooting yeah, from yeah. the hip every week. I just go out there and the power <laughs> rankings. And I, just, <laughs> I read the board as it goes. Feeling. And yeah. normally I'll pick out my first pick because I have an idea of what's going to happen. But no, I shoot yeah. from the hip most of, most of the yeah. time. Wyatt, mine were pretty on course, except for the fact that I, I had the Giants at 13 in mine. No. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. They lost to the Seahawks easily. The Seahawks easily beat them. They, the best team, like, they beat the Ravens, yes, in the close game. They beat the Jags before the Jags got hot. They have nothing else on their resume. I just, like... Packers? I don't expect... Yeah. In London? Foreign <laughs> yeah. territory? In London. <laughs> Points in for London. the in-London victory. Yeah. But they were, yeah, they were, they had three wins in their last nine games. The Giants did. So they come in Luke, lukewarm at best. Mm. Actually, we were cold. competitive. Yeah, Ty rigid. included in that. So, yeah. <laughs> but you could tell we got better because we played the Eagles, blown out, played the Eagles again, down by six. So, eh, improvement funny. nonetheless. <laughs> improvement. <laughs> okay, before we move on to our next segment, a quick message from our sponsors. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. 
Just place any bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action's so good, why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 in the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, the playoffs are set. The Packers are out. However, they made, I think, a a bigger push for the playoffs than most of us expected when we talked about them uh, a month or two ago. Wyatt, you were of the opinion back then that Jordan Love should be in ASAP and Aaron Rodgers should be on the bench. After what we saw happen in this season, do you think that the Packers made the right call by keeping Jordan Love benched after all? No, absolutely not. Uh, This was all wasted time on some sort of like science experiment that ended up blowing right back up in their own faces and at least the supporters faces as well in their final resting place. They were in charge of their own destiny, but every other step of the way at the point where we were talking about whether or not Jordan love should play, they had no guarantees that they would be in this position whatsoever, that they needed this to happen and this to happen and this to happen, some random trail of events for them to be able to be in playoff contention And the Packers are not in the business of scraping into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and the skin of other teams' teeth as well. This is a historic franchise with two decades worth of awesome quarterback play. And on their bench is a guy who they drafted in the first round, and they need to make a very tough decision about this offseason, whether or not they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. The only reason why you lean towards Aaron Rodgers to play over Jordan Love is because he's, quote, an all-timer. Uh, name the games, and Jared, I know you're going to say something. Name the games where Aaron Rodgers was the driving force as why as to why they won. In their two most impressive victories, the Dolphins and the Vikings, he threw for one touchdown and less than 250 yards. Also in both of those games, Tua and Kirk Cousins had three interceptions each. The rest of the games mixed in there was a mixture of the Rams, the Bears, the Lions, who we, we know that they lost to. Um, he was still at best, you could probably call it subpar in all of them. This was like this, the season long look at me campaign, including a very dramatic arm across the shoulder, Randall, Randall Cobb photo op to end the Lions game. And now we get to sit here in purgatory and listen to Aaron Rodgers talk about his time away and his self-reflection. And now he needs to look himself <laughs> in the mirror about whether or not he'll retire. And we're going to remain in the dark about Jordan Love. And the Packers are going to be held hostage by Rodgers once again. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it really makes any sense for the Packers to give them the contract that they did in the offseason and then say, you know what, actually, we're just going to go with Jordan Love anyway. Instead of just admitting the mistake that, like, we drafted Jordan Love too early when we didn't need a quarterback. I think the reason that it was a good idea to play Aaron Rodgers was that stretch where Christian Watson, for example, all of a sudden started going off, like three touchdowns against Dallas, two in the next game, something like that is he needed to develop some chemistry with those wide receivers without Devontae Adams. And yes, it was a rocky season, but other times when he's had rocky seasons, they've come back and been really good the next year. So like 2018, they were like 6-9-1, and one, I want to say. And then they came back that the next year, went 13-3. and three. Like it's Aaron Rodgers has had little down spells like this, and every good quarterback does. And I, I don't think, I think it's more of an anomaly and maybe, let's say, a growing or learning year than you can chalk it up as, like, he's done or anything like that. And I would rather try to win with his talent than, like, bet on Jordan Love, who 
you don't know is good. I feel like if if they knew that Jordan Love is good, why didn't they just run with him this season? Why even waste your time giving Aaron Rodgers a contract? They, I mean, they gave Rodgers the contract based off of his back-to-back MVP performances, and he did this <laughs> to them. He came out. He he's he averages like 180 yards per game. He plays like a game manager at this point, and I don't know if that's any more special than what Brock Purdy is doing. You don't think Jordan Love could have came out there and threw one touchdown on 180 yards, go 14 of 24, maybe mix an interception in there somewhere? Like, (laughs) I don't understand what the – like, I get that he has been a great quarterback and that he was a great quarterback for that franchise, but there's nothing wrong with looking at the way he played, thinking, okay, maybe he's past his prime, and we just move on from him. Oh, but I don't know. I think that the thing is, is like the Green Bay Packers, it seems like they always would rather be good than like really risk it all to be great. And I think this was sticking with Aaron Rodgers is a risk that you'll be great where Jordan Love is like, okay, we'll be good. We can get some nice pieces because we don't have to pay him anything. But I don't know. I, I think it just makes way more sense to try to stick it out with Aaron Rodgers and help have him develop the chemistry that he did with Christian Watson. And other receivers, like he's going to have to, because you're not getting Devontae Adams back, most likely. Do you think they'll actually contend, Jared, or like they have an opportunity to actually contend during the the length of Rodgers' contract? Yeah, I don't know. The quarterbacks always reset the market, so it looks crazy the first time somebody yeah. signs it, and then like Derek Carr goes and signs like a sixty million. Maybe not Derek Carr, but somebody's gonna set sign something that looks Joe even Burrow crazier. And mm. yeah, maybe Joe Burrow. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's tough, I'm sure. But that's the thing I go back to is like, why, why did you like cave into Aaron Rodgers' demands for that big of a contract? You wouldn't do that if you knew that Jordan Love was ready to go and give him a three-year contract. And even then, if like you're saying, okay, we didn't want him to walk away for nothing and like sign as a free agent somewhere else, I think a, a, like a three-year, $150 million contract is kind of hard to trade. So... You know what I mean? And there's there's theories out there that he's like trying to speculate on retirement so that he can lower his trading price or something so he doesn't like damage the team he gets traded to. There's no way he's playing that 4D chess like that 4D chess game. It's that's crazy. <laughs> did, did you see the thing about the the jersey swap? Yeah. The Where he's like, I gotta keep this one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think you might know. actually want to retire. Not it's like 1D chess, you know. But like I wouldn't put it past him. No, he's got like $99 million left in guaranteed money. I don't think that he's yeah, going to give any of that up. I don't know. Aaron <laughs> would you, would anybody? Uh, yeah, he's an interesting I mean, he character. But, I don't <laughs> think he, but he was weird last year when he didn't have the contract yeah. and he was talking retrospectively yeah. about like what his future looked like and what our places are like in this world as just human beings. Like Some just like weird stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they throw $150 million in his face and he's like, yeah, I'll play. Sure. Mm. <laughs> who needs this and that? Like he 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 likes the money. He wanted the money, and, and to the same reason why Jared said that. Why would the Packers give him the money to move on? Why would he sign the contract just to retire the next year? Does it, that wouldn't make any sense either? The reason why Jared is that they had to go and give him the contract is because of the way that they've managed this whole Jordan Love thing, in that they've lived in this mystery land of who is Jordan Love and what can we do with them, and they had the perfect opportunity this year. Were pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. Not only was there a period of time where he was banged up, let's go out and throw out the young guy and let's see what he's got. And then now they don't have to be held hostage and live in like this, call it fear, 
of what Jordan Love will be next year because they never used they never saw him play outside of a really really fun game against the Eagles, I want to say. But they weren't almost eliminated from the playoffs. After we had our discussion, I think the about how the Packers should start Jordan Love. I think the Packers lost their next two games and then still almost made the playoffs. It came down to their last game. Like they they totally had a shot at that point. They I never agree had with a your shot. point about Aaron Rod. Like he didn't actually play that well. I agree <laughs> with that. Um but I think it's weird to say that they were out of it when I don't I don't think they were out of it. At no point during that run did I believe they were going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they from, they were of, one of, score they were, away. Yeah, they were from, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron Rodgers has been objectively terrible this year, at least to his standard. Mm-hmm. At no point during that run would I, did you watch Aaron Rodgers play and go, this team has a chance. I never thought that. I never thought that one bit. And even if a lot of the, the dominoes started to fall in place, I never looked at that team as like, this team is, one, they're definitely not winning a championship. And two, like I said, they're probably just yeah. getting in by the skin of their teeth to make the playoffs. Like, I just, mm-hmm. there was nothing about that team that screamed talented team, even from the, even at the quarterback position, that would make me believe Jordan Love would be like literally any worse. <laughs> and I also don't think anybody, at least in the media, would be like, what are you doing? Are you, he's got a he's a Hall of Famer on your roster, and you're just gonna throw away your championship window to watch the young guy. We know that he was bad. Everybody who's watching knows he was bad. It, like they could have moved on from him next year, and I don't know, traded. I think they will. Anyway. I don't know if they could. You really? Like, they can't. You think that he Aaron, like we've heard the last year. from Aaron Rodgers, like he's not gonna have another at least like above average, you know, top 10 QB season. The dude was MVP yeah. the top two 10 years in a row the last two years. Like, because outside of five, it's pretty dull, I would say. <laughs> if he's 10, then whatever. There but you think Jordan Love would be 10? Yeah. No, I just think Jordan Love. I don't uh, think Jordan But you were also high on Mike White. I feel like we just don't have data <laughs> was, points I on said, these guys. And I was high on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Let's look at my resume entirely. Um, I <laughs> What I said is I don't, I don't see why Mike White couldn't be. Now, I, I see now, but I mean, at the time, <laughs> I said I don't see what he's going to be. Um, okay, why? Rogers? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. You go, sorry. No, no, you go. <laughs> Aaron, so Aaron Rodgers, you say he had a bad season. He still threw the seventh most passing touchdowns this season. Do you think Jordan Love would have done better than that? I think he would have done on par. On par? I don't, be- I don't believe that. I don't think so either. Just do you think, experience. okay, so they, they've changed the way that they do the ballots now. Brock Purdy didn't either. <laughs> they changed the way they do the ballots now for MVP, right? Um, in MVP, you no longer just vote for one name. You vote for five mm-hmm. names similar to the way that the uh, NBA does it. So you can show up on a ballot. You can get one of these votes, as people say. Book me on this. Aaron Rodgers, for the rest of his career, will not show up on anybody's ballot. Mm. Wow. I think, I think it's over. I don't. Dude, we, we thought gotta, it was over with Tom Brady. We thought it was over with Tom Brady. Exactly. His last season not? with the Patriots, and then all of a sudden, no, his last season with the he Patriots. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay, I didn't hear him finish the sentence. All right, let's let's relax there. <laughs> I jumped in a little too early. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is. I just. But I think it's over. I don't think everybody is Tom Brady. I think that Tom Brady is a very unique set of circumstances. They all think they can play until they're fifty. What? We shall see who can actually do it. I tell you who can't. Anyways, 
you know who's going to make it to 50 years this podcast absolutely <laughs> yeah we're, we're currently only in year what three? Oh, that's pretty three. good three and we'll i was thinking about this this is the f- <laughs> this is the fifth individual year in which you've done the podcast too 2019 2020 2021 2022 2023 what that is that, is, that is pretty it's wild 45 yeah, and exactly. counting convenient yeah, be part of the special fifth year <laughs> listeners and please like and subscribe if you haven't already to the lunch pal guys wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on all our social medias tiktok instagram twitter lunch pal guys underscore uh, and make sure you tune in for our second episode of the week where we talk some more nfl plus a little bit of nba